Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Always thought that 
that things would work out in the end But friends are not friends and enemies are so close to me I don't know who you supposed to be So contemplate that before approaching me Got the south side right behind me, homie And for me that's plenty Now the bypass the drugs and the haters and the handy Play the politics right and ever so Reach up and snatch that bread Get the fam fed Get it like a man like my uncles and pops would If they had the chance Or maybe they did and just couldn't advance Damn all I can be I am more than a man Y'all don't understand Gotta get the cheese like a multiple choice question And all I see is me Father told me long ago ain't nothing free So I was bumping that cheese like the new kid it's a revolution, so every moment crucial I can never break, you will never see me do so Resolution, I will always be on top like revolution Got the light cause I will shine bright Pump the music baby, it's a revolution Feel the music baby, it's a resolution Pump the music baby, it's a revolution Rain in the windshield, the wiper blades Got me dazing off and out of space Working out my next chest move a hole in the game to break through In the meantime, I just grind and pay dues Rhyme and stay true, rather die than shot you Since I was knee high, I shine better than bruise The face and egos are much better than you My flow is clever, fine, so I can never lose it won't stop till a brother talking shop in an office with a view and a 30 story drop and a pretty girl or two saying man we take your shoes clever welcome to the top because i need that gravy checking the room making sure nobody's shaded laying in wait lurking waiting to play it gotta pay the bills gotta feed the baby if getting in it is a sin jesus save me yeah the long road home. This DJ Foo, Cannon Music Quickhead. Hit me on Twitter at DJ Foo. Hit Clever at Clever. Shout out to my nigga Jay, Facility Studio. The hottest radio network on the planet. High frequency radio network. Sync up.
All right. Peace, everyone. Peace, family. Y'all doing well? I would like to welcome you to another episode of The Foundation here on High Frequency Radio. Here on The Foundation, we understand the incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So we're looking to correctly apply correct information. And that's what it's all about here on The Foundation. I want to start off by saying all thanks, honors, praises, and accolades due to the Creator and the ancestors. But without them, we definitely would not be here. I want to say big up, peace, what's up, bro? To my big brother, Yusuf L. High Frequency Radio Network. Dot com creator extraordinary and we all know it people be hating on them you know get with the movement or you know be mad I guess you know but that's the big brother man I'm really looking forward to go visit my man real soon here you know what I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be great but definitely definitely shout out to the big brother Yusuf welcome to the foundation dot com course know you want to you want to go there and check it out you want to sign up for the email list do want to let you know when you sign up for the email list it's going to say to go to your you know check your email and verify something that's 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 not true you know when once you sign up and you hit enter the email list you're in there just ignore that we just ain't recoded that page yet but yeah definitely sign up for the email list Check out the PDFs, the PDF section. Free information, free knowledge. Go get it. Download it all. You can make a donation. You can book a consultation. You can find the Facebook, Twitter page, the Instagram page if you're into that. All in one spot. Welcome to the foundation.com. Definitely want to say peace to all the listeners, all the live listeners. Peace. Live callers, what's up? MP3 listeners, yo. Archive listeners, hey. Podcast listeners, all right. All of it makes a difference. It really keeps me going. I look at the numbers. I'm like, man, people, people really listen to this, you know. So, you know, definitely want to say thank you for listeners. Would I be on here? Definitely not on here. I've been on here to one of the listeners. So definitely say peace to all the listeners. Peace to all the trustees. Salute those invested in their private education. You no, know, I definitely want, want to say shout out all the trustees, trustees, trustees. Anyone who's in their private education, you know, whatever way, shape, or form, if you see fit, peace and acknowledgement. Because, you know, that's a private thing. I want to say peace to anyone I've done business with, with private. Peace to any, um, any and anyone. <laughs> and thank you as well to anyone who's made a donation, sent an email, well wishes in the email, going to the current event, anyone who's advised to 
attitude. My bad, definitely want to say peace to you. Peace to you. Amen. So we got a show, you know, I know y'all. I'm really looking forward to this one. You know, this is, uh, you know, the foundation state of a trustee part three. I like to do things three. For those who know me privately know I like to do things three. The reason, you know, my, my number, one of my numbers. Everybody has numbers. Don't go, don't put no voodoo on me because, you know, you start to learn something. Oh, he likes three. Voodoo the three. I'm just playing. But, you know, so part three, we're going to get into this. Um, but first, for the current events, I don't want to take up too much time. Um, we got a brother, Chris, who's going to join us. We talk about that passport and social webinar that we put together. And then, you know, he threw a cold edit on it. So, you know, we got available. We're shipping that uh, via DD. And that's going to be a DVD that's sent straight out to you. Via DVD in the U.S. mail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting people telling me blog talk. Is it still choppy? My voice is choppy. What are you saying? Because I do this direct connect. Some a few difficulties. The technical difficulties. I trust y'all hear me okay. I'm gonna have to you know remedy the situations. You know what I mean. So yeah, without. So first, I'm up on Bird. I don't know if you know who Dalo is. Dalo says something like MMT coming, like or not. That's our monthly. Y'all should be getting on modern monthly. Central Bank, as we know, is this way out. And it is inevitable that something like my money theory will place it. This is the investor. Ray Dalio. The doctor. As my money theory says that firms should manage their economies through spending taxes instead of on independent central banks due to the interest rate. It also seeks to allay fears over budget debt and national debts by arguing that countries like the U.S., which have their own currency, can't go broke and have more room to spend than is usually supposed to provide inflation. Is subdued as is now. This is something, you know, this is going mainstream. We've been kind of talking about this lately. The doctor known as MMT said that governments, sorry, sorry the debate for MMT's language for decades has exploded in recent months. The idea has been criticized as a financial case from Warren Buffett to Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell. But now, the founder of Bridgewater, the world's biggest hedge fund, Said policymakers but to break. He said their challenge will be to produce economic well-being for most people. Well, policy does not work. This is what he said in his latest link. So, I feel um, if you if you have ever heard of or never heard my money theory. Well, uh, what it means 
how it can affect what we got going on. Before next to Rogers, U.S. Fed sees no strong case for hiking or cutting rates. And I just want to point out that they said, you know, they were rate hikes. They were they were hiking. So uh, here, let me. I gotta fix something, man. Let me see. Um, I'm proud with, with the with the audio. Let's see if I can get it better real quick. Hold on. I'm trying to come in a different way. I'm sorry, y'all. Hold on, real quick. Let me uh, let me get this right. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting text left and right. I got you. I'm coming. I'm coming. Damn, my voice is breaking up. It's, it's, it must be really bad. All right. Is that better? That should be better. Let me see. Yeah, that should be better. All right. <clears throat> so moving forward, I'm on Reuters. We're still doing current events. Sorry about that, y'all. Uh, appreciate everybody who texted me and let me know that it was that it was buckshot. U.S. Fed sees no strong case for hiking or cutting rates. I want to point out that you know um, the Fed they were hiking rates and they and they said they were going to hike rates for you know us. Uh, Several uh, for a few years, actually, is what they said in the beginning that they were going to hike the rates. For a few years, they were looking for a certain range, and then just recently, you know, the Fed announced that they, you know, they're near the range, and that was before, you know, that that meeting. I can't remember exactly when this was. You know, I think it might have been sometime last year. And then the next meeting, they didn't they didn't raise any rates, so they they. And then the last meeting, they didn't raise any rates. But now in this last meeting, they're talking about they see no strong case for hiking or cutting rates. So I just want to show how we've been introduced to, you know, the idea of the rates being cut, you know. And this is just, you know, one of the ways I like to pay attention to, you know, how this stuff is going down and how this stuff is being presented to us. But anyways, Reuters, the United States Federal Reserve said today that they were going to hold interest rates steady and signaled little appetite to adjust them anytime soon, taking heart in continued job gains and economic growth and the likelihood that weak inflation will edge higher. This is a quote, we think our policy stance is appropriate at the moment. We don't see a strong case for moving in either direction, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell said in a press conference following the end of the central bank's latest two-day policy meeting. Overall, he said, I see us on a good path for the year. This is what the Fed is saying, you know, the head of the Fed. <clears throat> Excuse me, the head of the Fed is saying that he sees a good path for the year. You know, I don't know how you feel about that. Either way, you know, the fact that it was introduced that he didn't see the rates moving either way 
is something, in my opinion, just to pay attention to. You know, um, everything else in the article, uh, you know, I'm not really, I'm not really concerned with too much. You know, it just, it's just a bunch of haha. But to me, the fact that that idea is being introduced, the lowering rates, is something to pay attention to, and you know what may or may not be affected by that. Moving forward, still on Reuters, this is interesting. I found this very interesting. Illinois constitutional amendment on income tax rates clears state Senate. Now, maybe some states are going to follow. We, you know, we've known for a long time that Chicago and as well as, you know, the state of Illinois is broke, like really broke, really bad and have budget problems. But check this out. The Illinois state said today, the Senate said today, um, or voted rather today, I'm sorry to put a proposed constitutional amendment for the state constitution on the ballot to replace the state's flat income tax with a graduated rate tax in order to raise more than $3.3 billion a year for the financially shaky state. Uh, a lot of people are leaving Illinois. I don't know. This is probably going to you know, expedite and accentuate that fact. The measure, which now heads to the House, is the main component in the Democratic Governor J.B. Pritzker's plan to address Illinois' fiscal woes, which includes a huge unfunded pension liability and a chronic structural budget deficit that have dropped the state's credit ratings to a notch or two above junk. Significant. I, I look at, you know, Illinois being a, you know, a little microcosm, of, you know, the macrocosm, which is known as, you know, the overall United States economy. And, you know, what we you know, on, the, on our negative side have to look forward to in the future. I'm not trying to be doom and gloom, or just you know calling it how I see it. Um, the Democrat-controlled Senate passed the resolution, 36 to 22, if approved by a required three-fifths majority vote in the House, which is also run by Democrats, and was likely to be approved. The amendment would appear on the November 2020 ballot. Related bills contingent on the voter approval of the amendment were also approved in the Senate. They would create a graduated income tax rate structure, free school property taxes under certain circumstances, and repeal Illinois' estate tax. Y'all catch that? It's going to re- repeal the estate tax. So if you, you know, if you set up properly, you know, you're administrating a state properly, there's going to be no estate. You know, Illinois is going to repeal their estate taxes. Find that significant. But. They they're looking to raise to raise taxes and they want to do it on a graduated level. Moving forward, CNBC that's not good news. By the way, CNBC Nasdaq retreats from record high as Alphabet, that's the company that owns Google after the restructure. Alphabet posts worst day in more than six years. The Nasdaq Composites fell as Google's parent company Alphabet tumbled on a revenue miss. Alphabet fell 7.5% yesterday, posting its worst day since October 2012 after reporting revenue of $36.34 billion in the first quarter versus $37.33 billion expected. The week of revenue was driven by decelerating ad sales, growth at Google, the company said. We acknowledge the uncertainty around the effectiveness of ad product improvements and continued limited transparency company-wide but we also believe three i'm sorry there remains multiple monetization opportunities ahead other stocks had more positive reactions to earnings, however lifting the rest of 
the market. Hey, as long as, you know, other stocks can do well, you know, hey, whatever. Wall Street drops after Fed share dampens rate cut hopes. So, you know, it's on Reuters. U.S. stocks ended lower today, and the S&P 500 snapped a three-day streak of record high closes as comments from the Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell appeared to dampen hopes the central bank could move later this year to cut interest rates. In its policy announcement, the Fed held the rate steady as expected and struck a cautious tone on inflation. But Powell speaking following the Fed statement said a decline in inflation this year could be due to transitory factors. Go figure. That seemed to throw cold water on views by some in the market that the Fed might make a preemptive bid to head off lower inflation or a recession by cutting rates. The fact that he's basically saying we aren't closer to a cut than we were before made the market sell off. This is Michael Antonelli, market strategist, and Robert W. Baird in Milwaukee. I don't know. Is it significant? Maybe. It may not be. I think it is. Moving forward, CNBC Dow drops more than 150 points after Fed Powell's dashes rate cut hopes. So the market looked like they were pricing in a rate cut. So, oops, I'm not going to read from that. You know, we get the, we get it, we get it. Um, what I do want to read from, and you know what, this let me have this one. This one will be the last current event, and I'm going to get into the show. So we can we can go heavy on this, you know, mindset of a trustee because I think I'm going to end the series after this. <clears throat> Forbes.com. Want to point this out? This is this is interesting, and. For, uh, you know, foreboding, I guess. If that's the right word for it. Forbes.com, the one thing you must do before the next crash. Y'all catch that? Let me say it again. This is the headline of the article. The one thing you must do before the next crash. Um, reading the article, I'm worried about this levitating market, and today I'm going to show you why you need to keep a close watch on your nest egg and your dividends. Then we'll dive into my personal plan for preparing for the next market route. Here's what sets my strategy apart. We'll grow your nest egg and your dividend income while building in the downside protection you'll need in the months ahead. See how you point out months? says in the months ahead. Groundhog Day market. He said, my worry is rooted in one day, January 26, 2018. That's when stocks first broached today's levels. I don't want to have to tell you what happened a few months later the next time the S&P 500 tried to heave itself into all-time high territory. Consider also that this was jump and crash. This was the jump and crash that came with earnings on a sugar high thanks to the Trump tax cuts. Today, it's a deja vu all over again. So we're about to tip over the edge one more time. It's a strong possibility. But one, according to facts set as of April 23rd, companies that had reported first quarter earnings were showing a 3.9% decline in profits. And you should take many of the positive earnings surprises you read about with a grain of salt. Companies and analysts are famous for setting the bar low. Second, as you can see in the chart below, well, obviously y'all can't see the chart, but dumb money hasn't been this enthusiastic about further market gains since you guessed it. January 2018. I'm sorry, January 2008. 
by the way, I say dumb money, I'm talking about most individual investors, folks who tend to buy into market highs due to fear of missing out. Savvy contrarians like us, as well as professionals, tend to buy in the dips. So what I think we're in is a, the market melt-up. I think we're already in a recession, honestly, regardless of what the market says and, you know, stock market says, whatever. I don't really care. I think we're in a market recession, and the last, you know, big thing in the stock market stuff is a melt-up. And we're in the end stages of the melt-up, and what really, really what a melt-up is is the stock markets and the, the value of the market really, really goes really high before it crashes. It just it like melts up before it melts down. And really that's because dumb money gets into the market, and this is what he's talking about, dumb money. Or, you know, individual investors, you know, mom-and-pop investors, uh, people like you and me, you know, you know, so to speak, that get into the market because we, we see the market's been gaining and gaining for years and years and years, while smart or institutional money is on its way out because they know that, you know, we're on a melt-up phase. I think that we're either in the beginning, middle, or I'm sorry, middle, beginning, or um, the middle of the melt-up is what's going on before a crash. That's going to happen. Now, with this modern money theory thing that they got going on, who knows? You know, with these, with these markets that most people will agree that are highly, highly, highly manipulated, highly manipulated, um, Modern money theory and the stuff that they have going on, who knows? Maybe they can keep this stuff afloat for 10 years, two years, three months. I don't, I'm not really sure. You know, I don't know the inner workings and the inner mechanics of, you know, this, the entire monetary system. You know, I'm only one man. But at the same time, when those in the public get to talking crazy, which I think is going on right now, they're starting to talk crazy. I think it's time to, you know, pay attention. And, you know, they'll talk about dumb money. And dumb money is the last, um, one of the last legs, or if not the last leg, of a melt-up in the markets before a crash. So, uh, throwing the fact that we're almost in the May through November period when stocks are known to struggle, hence the phrase, sell in May and go away, and the stars are aligned for a summer pullback. How I'm investing now. What, with that in mind, you might be surprised by what I'm going to say next. I'm still buying stocks, and you should be too. See, this is what they do. They'll, they'll keep encouraging people to continue to buy stocks, continue to buy into the market. And the reason why they're doing that and pushing for that is because if I'm looking to sell stocks, I need someone to buy. Otherwise, there's no transaction. So stuffing cash on the mattress is not the answer. Of course not. But, you know, smart money is holding cash on the sidelines waiting for the next correction. I'm telling you that's what's going on right now. But we're not going to follow the buy and hope crowd, which blindly buys overhyped low-yielding stocks. I'm looking at you, dividend aristocrats, then hopes for gains. Instead, we're going to focus on elite payers, throwing off dividends of 7% and up, okay? Now, we're going to go off of past activity. And this author, in my opinion, is, is, is really telling, is in that, in, whatever, in that paragraph, he's not only saying that you're part, not a part of the bad crowd, but he's using language to, to make it sound like you're a part of the in crowd and He's talking about uh, returns, certain returns. Now, unless I'm buying, you know, stock in your company or, you know, you have gone through the entire financials. I'm talking about P&Ls, uh, the B32 perspectives, you know, all, all these different 
types of things that go into finances of companies, I'm not really trying to hear what you're saying, you know, the, the, the gain percentages on, on any stocks. But I'm going to keep going. Think about that for a moment. At a 7% yield, you're getting the market's average historical yearly return right out of the gate, in cash, no less. So consider one of my favorite pullback proof stocks, and he pumps the stock out here. And I'm just going to say, why not? Real Estate Investment Trust Omega Healthcare Investors. All right. Now, first and foremost, when, a, when the stock market is going to crash or it's imminent or something like that, what happens is smart money gets into tangible assets. One of the main tangible assets that smart money goes into is real estate. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and call BS on this whole entire article. And not because he's saying that, you know, this is what you do to prepare for the next crash. What I'm saying is, is not only is this guy um, kind of telling you um, where to get your money, and he's saying it's a 7.4% dividend long time um, for this specific site. Not only is he saying to get into some, you know, some stocks. But he's telling you to get into stocks of real estate. And that's cool. If you can't afford real estate, that's fine. But here's the thing. If you have money, you have smart money, you got cash sitting on the sidelines. And I know that's most of us. Not, most of, it's not most of us. Most of us ain't got cash sitting on the sidelines. They're waiting for the market correction. And they're going to buy real estate itself and not necessarily get into real estate investment trusts. But I do want to give them props or at least hinting at tangible assets by, you know, pointing to a, a REIT or a real estate investment trust. I do want to show you that it's a trust. First thing he says, pullback proof, which is like market uh, downturn proof stocks which is ultimately a derivative of a tangible asset, which is real estate. So that makes sense. A real. But pretty much everything else he's saying, you know, is, is uh, it's a persuasive, it's a very persuasive article. And I don't know if you taking any type of writing classes or anything like that, but there's, you know, there's informative writing, there's persuasive writing, um, there's different uh, types of writing. You know what I mean? So, uh, man, let me do this. Let me call in. Because I didn't, I didn't call in as a host, y'all. Let me call in as a host real quick. All right. All right. Can y'all hear me? Can y'all still hear me? Man, I, you know, blog talk is really tripping. 
Now the whole oh the whole backhand just went down. So I can't see nothing. I can't see the switchboard. Hopefully y'all can hear me. Um, I'm, I'm assuming if y'all can, someone's gonna text me. That would be dope. Okay, cool. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right, yeah, I can't see the switchboard. Wow, wow. I'm just gonna keep going. Um, basically, you know, this, that's 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 the last current event I'm gonna do. But basically, what I'm saying is, is you know, this stuff is starting to really look weird. And you want to be invested in tangible assets if you have stocks, if you have a, a brokerage account or something like that. Um, I'm not saying cash it out. I'm definitely saying you want to hedge. I mean, if you have an IRA, if you can self-direct your IRA, you can actually purchase, you know, actual gold and silver coins, American Eagle gold and silver coins, and hold those in an IRA, and they're IRA approved by the IRS. I think that you can do a Canadian Maple Leafs. There's other coins that you can hold, too. But you know, American Eagles are numismatic. That's by that's by Congress. Congress declared those numismatic, and you can check out uh, the Act, the American Eagle Silver Coin and um, Gold Coin Act. Uh, it passed, and you can see that it's numismatic. And numismatic, you know, according to IRS, is non-confiscatable. So, I mean, look. Either way, you know, it's time to start making moves. It's time to start. Um, Prepare. I'm not trying to, you know, make anybody, you know, freak out or be scared. What I'm trying to do is, uh, you know, give you fair warning, let you know, like, yo, this stuff is going on. Stuff is going to change. The monetary system is going to change. Um, the, you know, they're starting to lock down the public. They're locking down how you get EINs. They're locking down, you know, um, the issuance of certain numbers for tracking. There's the shutting down. Well, maybe not shutting them down, but there's a whole different switch up going with Dunn's and Bradstreet, you know, in the federal government. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. And while all this stuff is going on, I'm just you know, doing my best to keep y'all abreast and to keep y'all, you know, you know, focused on what I believe, from my experience, is, you know, the most important stuff to pay attention to. And if you don't have money, good. I mean, I'm sorry. No, not good. That's not what I meant. <laughs> if you don't have money, like, tied up in the stock market or something, good. That's what I meant. You know, but still, if you don't have any wealth, Stored up in at least some precious metals. You need to start getting on that. I'm not trying to hear it. Oh, I don't have it. I can't afford it. You can afford an ounce of silver once a month. An ounce of silver right now is like $15, one five. If you can't get together $15 a month to get an ounce of silver to grow your family estate, then I'll pray for you. I mean, that's that's all I can really say. Um, you go to your local coin dealer. You can even go to a pawn shop. Usually they you know, gouge people when they're selling. And all I got to do is make a little profit and, you know, maybe they're not going to charge tax or something. Who knows? But you can get good deals at the pawn shops. But, um, you know, look around, establish relationships. But, man, yeah, one ounce of silver a month. You know, if you can do two a month, great. If you can do three a month, great. If you can do one a week, great. But either way, just, you know, it all adds up. A little bit every day or a little bit every month or something, it all adds up. So keep that in mind as we, you know, as we transition, not only to the private, but as we watch this public entity, this whole realm, this, you know, the, the beast, the dragon transition and modify and mutate and, you know, better understand how to interface with it as, you know, private, private citizens. 
So with that being said, you know, let's get into the the show. You know, um, definitely. When we're talking about mind state of a trustee, part three. So I appreciate y'all. You know, um, appreciate y'all. You know, joining. Appreciate y'all. You know, being here. I do want to bring in. Let me see if you brothers here. Let me see if the brothers here, man. Let me see if the brothers here real quick. Uh, you know, I don't want to, you know, make the announcement. And the, you know what I'm saying? All right, what's the brother's number? Okay, that's his number. Okay, I thought I saw that number. There it is. Okay, yeah, cool. I want to um bring in the brother Chris L. You know, y'all know Chris L. You know, he's the passport, no social brother. Like my man, you know, he got it on lock when it comes to, you know, certain procedures that not only has he perfected, but, you know, also things that he's working out as we speak. So, you know, we did do the Passport No Social or No SSN webinar, and that's available now. You can email admin at welcometothefoundation.com um, if you'd like to, you know, get your hands on that webinar. And, you know, I just wanted to bring the brother in real quick to holler at the people, you know what I mean, say what's up, and, you know, we can talk a little bit about the webinar and, you know, see how the brother's doing. You know, you check in with the people, man. So, the Chris, you there, family? Family, yeah, what's good? What's good? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you a little low. But I, can, I think I can, I can hear Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Okay. Yes, sir. You know, in the mix, real quick. Can you hear me a little better? Yeah, yeah, that's way better. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay. Cool. Cool. Absolutely. 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 Yes, sir. Peace to the guys, man. How you doing, brother? Peace to the guys, family. I'm well. I'm very well. How you doing, man? How are things, man? You know, what's, the, what's new on your side? Shit, I'm working on the International Bill of Exchange right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's Some what's going on right now. Else, man. He dropped the, the International Bill of Exchange, huh? <laughs> That's what's going yep, on. Yep, yep. You know what I'm saying? You um, might have to do a webinar on that or something, huh? Ooh-wee. <laughs> Ooh-wee. Oh, it's level. Hey. You know what I'm saying? This is so not what's up? legal what, what can or tax get? and financial advice. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Ain't no lawyers, ain't no legal advice, you know. You need, you need legal <laughs> advice. You need to consult a, you know, a competent attorney, a professional that can provide such. Absolutely. But, yeah, family, so what can the people, you know, we did the Passport No SSN webinar. You went through the whole thing. It's like two hours and 41 minutes or 42 minutes, and it, it, it's just a lot of information, man. So, you know, what can the people expect when they get their hands on this webinar? And, um, uh, an enlightening view on what HDR 192 is really talking about, what, um, what you can do as a fungible commodity when you get oh. your hands on whoa, whoa, your whoa, 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 hold on, man, hold on. I mean, I got you. I got you. You know, I rock with you. But you yeah. got to explain that 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 term, fungible commodity. Could you could you explain that to the people, please? Because you was just about to keep going. You know what I'm man, saying? Man, you know it. <laughs> If you if you know if you were just talking about a writ, correct, in the other um, in the um, current events, 
Right. Yep. Read it. Yep. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Real estate investment trust. Well, with it. Widely held investment funds trust. With it. Human resource. The body is a fungible commodity. The tag to that body, that fungible commodity that they would have as a fixed rate investment trust with it. Fungible commodity. Chattel paper. <laughs> agricultural lean. Woo. He was murdered. Look, y'all, y'all pay attention to what this man is saying, man. I really respect this brother. You know, I've only brought maybe, I can count on one hand the guest I've had here on the foundation. And I'm telling you, like, this brother has really studied, and he just put y'all onto some game. Um, but, you know, brother, this is the foundation. It's High Frequency Radio Network. Sure. So when I'm looking at, you know, fungible commodity, where can I find that? Where do I find it if I want to, you know, if I want to, you know, verify that? Because, you know, we, we, we like to verify stuff and read it for ourselves. Yeah. <clears throat> I would say look into your publications. Um, I, if I'm... You know me, I'll be, you know, I'll read it, notate it somewhere, and, oh, man, I got to go find my notes on that. But um, I want to say, I know it's in a few of the uh, IRS publications. I want to say off top, don't quote me on this, but 516, publication 516, I think. But it talks about the WIFI um, in there along with the RITs. Um, and it talks about widely held, you know, uh, investment, fixed investment, um, trust, um, but when you look at how you relate to that, it there is no real parallel connection to how you fit within it. You just have to know thyself to know that human resource, and that resource is not you, the body, the soul, and the body. That resource is talking about the charge on that particular bond paper that was issued by the corporation the state of wherever you are that has a contract with the several states of the union called the United States of America. So when you gain hold of that title to that fungible commodity, then you can claim your right stake in that official capacity. So now that you operate off of a statute at large and you move by way of the act through the particular instrument and, can issue the notes from your private status because you are 31 USC 5118, the national bank. Right, right. So you're going over some of this on the webinar, right? Because you actually go into this because this is this is this is part of yeah yeah yeah. And you, you go the brother your brother goes into it heavy man and. You know, he, I just want to say he gets into more. It's more. It's more than just filling out the passport application a certain way, and then you know, paying the fee for the passport and the expedited mailing uh, and Federal Reserve notes, and then just waiting for them to send you your your passport. No social. Like it's, it's much more than that. And on the basis of right. um, of understanding with with, with regards to that. It's definitely gone through and gone over in the webinar in a in a in a manner that I think is very very uh, you know precise. You know to say.
say the least. And I definitely want to, you know, definitely want to say that. And I like the effects you put on that too. You know, I think it's cold. I really think it's cold. <laughs> you know, there was a little stuff. I was trying to get it to the people. You know what I mean? <laughs> I yeah, yeah. No, nah, I was, I was digging it. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, um, you know, it, it's a need out there, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of brothers that you know and sisters that are out there that you know are so close to you know putting certain things together, and you know sometimes they're one document read or one statute aware to be aware of away from connecting dots for them to make that move, you know, and and and, mm-hmm. and come out of her my people, go into the private and, and and be a more powerful trustee. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to operating and administrating your private trust, yeah, yeah, it all works hand in hand. But you know, as as you say, the foundation is the estate, the trust entities, and making sure you have all that set up. It's really, you know, if you know your position, that you know you can take it from there, pretty much in any situation. And I think you go over some of that. Uh, you know, the, some of the nuances of that principle as well. So, right. Yeah, I mean, right. Right. Yeah, definitely. I like that. And I, I like gonna give it to you. And I gonna just give it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, here. Here. This is the way y'all don't pay taxes. IRS publication. No taxes. Be. You know, or something like that. It just doesn't happen. Here's the way you get all your rights back. You know. Uh, UCC. I heard somebody say. I heard somebody say on a UCC, like you mentioned it, hey, man, you can't even click the agricultural lien in Texas on the electronic form. I said, you know what? I ran into that issue, too, where I couldn't check the agricultural lien box on there. So guess what? It said optional data, and it had a blank field, so I put agricultural lien there. Same thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like we got to get out of just because – this was a block. You have to find another way to get what you desire. And sometimes it's just noting the record for the record. This is what it is. And y'all blocked it. That's okay. That's what this is. I know I might be talking outside of the box or something, but when you get there, you'll see what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's with a lot of the stuff, you know, you can hear, you can hear stuff and not understand it. And then once you come to a certain level, now you understand what you heard previously. So, yeah, I mean, you're going to get the DVD. You're going to watch it many, many times. It's DVD. Put it in a DVD player. So, you know, you sit out the, sit on the couch, grab some popcorn, you know, grab your financial statement, put it on the coffee table, put it in, you know, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do. But it's going to, you know, it's a great, it's a great DVD. Um, and it's a great, you put a lot of effort and energy into it, into this webinar. And, um, you know, I definitely want to give the brothers props. And, you know, like I said, admin at welcometothefoundation.com if you would like to, you know, more information. If you just want to grab the DVD, you can get it from welcometothefoundation.com, the website. You can't get it from the front page. It's like hidden. So what you got to do is you got to type in welcometothefoundation.com forward slash education. All right? And that's just, you know, that's just for the audience. Anybody else who go to the website, you ain't going to find that page. And that's, you know, that's how, this is how we're doing it. You know, we kind of, we, we private over here, y'all. You know, we private. You know, it's kind of like, you know, secret secret little group we got going on, private group. And I trust I trust that y'all are, you know, be very discerning with that information. But, yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on, man, and, you know, I'm checking in with oh, us. Absolutely. Man. 
I'm Definitely. good. You know, there's more to come. You know, we can create that community and bounce ideas and methodologies off each other. This works, that works. But, you know, some of this stuff just can't take place even in a private form like, you know, this is on blog talk, private, quasi-private, you know, public. But some of this information you just can't talk about in, on a public platform. Right. Right. I completely agree, and there's a lot of stuff that we don't speak about in the public. You know, whether it's a private uh, broadcast or a private call, and you know, sometimes even private correspondences. Um, and you know, we just want to let y'all know that. But um, yeah, man, appreciate it, man. Love, and uh, you know, yeah, definitely. I'll talk to you soon. I'll call you like tomorrow or something, man. Absolutely. All right, man. Peace. Peace. Yes, it's a good brother, y'all. It's a real good brother right there, you know, and he just want to help. You know, he ain't trying to be famous. He don't want no name. He's, you know, we're very similar. You know, I, uh, I like to say, you know, our natures and our, our spirits are very, very similar. I really connect with that brother. Um, yeah, he's a good brother. If you're looking, you know, you want to get your hands on it, you know, on a DVD, passport, no social. You know, admin at welcometothefoundation.com or welcometothefoundation.com forward slash education. Do your dance. You ain't even got to holler at me. So make sure you email us your uh, shipping information, your shipping address. Like I said, the physical DVD. And with that being said, let's get into the show. Mind State of a trustee part three. I'm getting good feedback on these mind states of the trustee, you know, uh, broadcast. So. I'm going to round it out. Obviously, you know, if y'all check me out, y'all, anybody who's been, been with me since the beginning here on High Frequency Radio Network knows that, you know, um, I try to say the same thing, but just in different ways because, you know, the foundation, it, to me, is trust and banking. Trust first, then banking. And understanding banking, then you can start talking about discharge and offset because that's banking. You're talking about banking right there, you know. And it's on it's administration on the public side. But if you know private side administration, it's easily to assimilate public side administration. So let's just get the foundation down, right? So with the mindset of a trustee, you know, beyond setting up bank accounts and you know, trust brokerage accounts and how we interface with different people in the public as a private uh, trustee executing a private tr- contract to be more specific. I think, you know, most people look to this information, you know, for asset protection or because they have legal issues or debt issues or stuff, you know, and that's that's how a lot of people come into the information. Me personally, I didn't come into the information like that. I didn't have any legal issues. I didn't have any debt issues. I actually had money that I just, you know, was looking to protect uh, because I, you know, I created, you know, the, this, this, this wealth outside of the jurisdiction of, you know, the United States, essentially. And I was looking to protect it from the United States, you know, taxing authorities and whatnot. So that's how I ultimately came into trust information. And, you know, truth be told, man, you know, I was um, on, you know, a spiritual journey like, you know, I always have been and probably always will be. And, uh, you know, I ran across Dr. Malakazi York. I don't know if you're familiar with him, Nuwafi Nation of Moors. And my man was, he was laying it down in this video or something like that that I watched on YouTube. And um, this is the middle of my transition, you know, from what I was doing then to what I'm doing now. Um, And 
I think I jumped on a podcast or something because I knew I could listen to something, but I couldn't watch it because I was doing something that day or something. So I want to listen. You know, Malachi York, one of his tapes. So I jumped on the podcast app on my phone and searched Dr. Malachi York. And, you know, a couple of things that came up, and I saw one that came up, and I was interested, but it was something that Yusuf had put on high frequency. Um, that uh, a, a talk or a dissertation that uh, Dr. Malachi York had done. That's how I came into <laughs> Honestly, that, I didn't know nothing about the conscious community, really, until that moment. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm just being completely honest with you. And then I think, you know, I listened to that. And you know how uh, podcast apps are. Like, if you, it downloads it automatically. And then once you finish a podcast, it'll start playing another one. And, well, that's what happened. It started playing the next one. And the next one was a podcast that Yusuf was doing. You know, now I remember he's talking about natural law or something. But that's how I, that's how I came into high frequency. And honestly, that's how I came into um, uh, the conscious community. But um, you know, trust. I was into you know trust administration and trust law way before you know um, I got to high frequency. But let me tell you, you should put me onto a lot of game. I'm just gonna keep it real. But you know. Um, for me, an aspect of trust administration that is frequently overlooked is asset growth, the growing of assets, you know, the, the growing of that, that estate. Um, I think more protection or status or, you know, being foreign, you know, I think a lot of that stuff takes precedence over, you know, you know the, the aspect of wealth growth. When it comes to administering an estate or, you know, a trust. Um, outside of investing in businesses or or stock or bonds or equities or stuff like that. Um, how do those in the private grow their estate? And, you know, that's what I want to talk about, you know, today. We're going to talk about how do those in the private grow their estate? Like, what are, what are the tools that the elite utilize to grow their estates in the private? Now... If you look at this stuff, a lot of times we're talking about high net worth strategies. But you don't have to be high net worth to utilize these types of strategies. Well, most of them. Um, it does help a lot. But, you know, an estate, your private estate is, is something that's going to be in existence for multiple generations. So I think it's not only limiting, irresponsible, immature, selfish, but it's bad, just bad trust administration to have in your mind that, oh, if I can't grow the estate to a certain level in my lifetime, then I'm not even going to try or I'm not going to try hard or whatever it is. I think that's ridiculous, and those who think like that should be ashamed of yourself. You should feel genuine, true shame within within your the essence of your being. So, you know, it's not about being the big boss. It's not about, you know, being the boss, you know, lady or the boss man when it comes to the growth of an estate. What it's about is, is being um, strategic and precise and consistent and dedicated to a long-term goal, which is the overall growth of an estate. So one of the things like okay so my 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 mentor you know um he always talked about 
certain SEC rules. So, you know, the 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 main thing that discerns those who have and do those who do not have in this country is due to knowledge. Period. Now whether you're talking about private knowledge with trust administration or so on and so forth, informed family stuff, or we're talking about you know, public knowledge as far as like high net worth individual knowledge. Like you need to make a certain amount of money in order to get this type of knowledge knowledge. Either way, you know, is knowledge. Number one. And my mentor always said, you know, there's there's this thing that, you know, the wealthy understand is called a run rate. And he says, first and foremost, you know, and, you know, I verified this, there's Securities and Exchange Commission laws in place to, you know, keep this type of information away from you. It's called the $30 million club. Those who are in this club get this type of information. If you come from an uninformed family, you'll get this type of information. Not only trust in the states, but you'll get, you know, run rate information as well. And a $30 million club is $10 million in assets. Your business makes $10 million a year, or you make $10 million a year through business, your own business, not through investments. And you have $10 million of investment capital, verifiable, like proof of funds from a bank or something like that. That's what's known as a $30 million club. And there's the Securities and Exchange Commission laws with regards to certain information. But, you know, I had a great mentor, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful brother, very, very good brother. And, you know, he did teach me about the run rate. And the run rate basically consists of three things, but I added a fourth one. I honestly did. I added a fourth one. He kind of was like, eh, I guess. In principle, it makes sense. But, you know, so I don't know. He calls me side. Everybody from Texas calls me side. I don't know why. You know, I'd be like, so, and they were like, yeah, I got you, my bad. I'm, I'm sorry about that. Um, yeah, I'm sorry about that. So, anyway, side. Anyway, and, and, you know, going, and I, I don't take offense to it. You know, I really don't. But, you know, I just noticed that even Yusuf, you know, Yusuf, for a while, he called me side, too. And, you know, it's cool. Texas, I, you know. Hey, I love Texas, man. My family from Texas. I'm digressing. But the run rate, one of the, uh, the first part of the run rate is, Private placement accounts. All right, these are types of accounts that are available to high net worth individuals or those types of individuals and families who are structured properly, who are anti, uh, you know, allowed and um, able to participate in these types of investments. All right, so that's number one. Private placement account. I'm on Investopedia. Private placement. Raising adequate capital is integral to building a growing business, and companies usually go the initial public offering route. An alternative is the capital-raising event known as a private placement. A private placement involves the sale of securities to a relatively small number of select investors. Investors targeting include wealthy, accredited investors, large banks, mutual funds, insurance companies, and pension funds. A private placement is different from a public issue in which securities are made available for sale to the open market in any type of investment. I'm sorry, investor. A private placement has minimal regulatory requirements and standards, 
that it must abide by. While it is a capital raising event involving the sale of securities, it does not have to be registered with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission. The offering is usually aimed at small pooled entities and wealthy individuals, accredited investors. The investment does not require a perspective, and in many cases, detailed financial information is not disclosed. Private placement is a capital raising event involving the sales of securities to a relatively small number of select investors. Investors, A private placement offering does not have to be registered with the SEC. Private placement is far less expensive and faster than other means of raising capital. Investors in private placement offerings often expect higher returns for taking greater risks. Private placement advantages. The process of underwriting the security is faster, which allows the issuer to receive proceeds from the sale in less time. If an issuer is selling a bond, it can also avoid the time and expense to get a credit rating from a bond agency. A private placement issuer can sell a more complex security to accredited investors who understand the potential risks and rewards, and the firm can remain a privately owned company, which avoids the need to file annual disclosures with the SEC. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Y'all think, you think the wealthy in this country are dealing with publicly held companies, or you think they're dealing with privately held companies? I, you know, I just want you to know what's really going on. Bottom line, only certain types of institutions can do this. Of course, a trust can be a part of a private investment that's, uh, placement that's taking place, but you have to be invited or, you know, you have to request or apply and be accepted. Either way, higher returns. But you have to be structured a certain way. You have to have certain information. Let's go to Wikipedia real quick. Private placement. Non-public offering is a funding round of securities which are sold not through a public offering, but rather through a private offering. Uh, Boys and Girls Club, you know, and this isn't just new companies. You know, this ain't new companies. Oh, we're we're, we're a new company. We're trying to get started. We're going to do, you know, we're going to we're allow private placement. It just doesn't happen like that. You know, it's, it's funding rounds that are done by companies already in existence because it's been in existence for a long time. This happens all of the time. It just doesn't hit the public uh, securities exchange. It's not on the NASDAQ. It's not on the Dow. You know, it's on the S&P 500, Standard & Poor. This is done privately, and it's a lot of money changes hands privately, I'm trying to tell you. Although these placements... Um, are subject to the Securities Act of 1933. The securities offers do not have to be registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Now, when they tell you who the richest people in the world are, <clears throat> they're looking at SEC registration filings and stuff, you know, looking at stocks, looking at a whole individual's portfolio and stuff. Man, the richest, really rich people, you know, they're not registered with the SEC. I just want to let you know. Uh, recently, Boys and Girls Club offered um, um, a private placement around. And, you know, those in the know and knew how to apply were able to get involved in that. And it's a very high return. Bottom line, we're looking to um, privately grow our estate through high return investments that typically are not offered to the public. So private placement. Generally, accredited investors are those with a net worth in excess of $1 million or an annual income exceeding 200000 or 300000 combined with the spouse. A little tidbit. 
private placement in your house or private placements is number one when you're talking about the runway. When you're talking about growing the assets within the estate. Next, we have a financial endowment. A financial endowment is a donation of money or property to a nonprofit organization which uses the resulting investment income for a specific purpose. Usually the the endowment is structured, properly structured, y'all, so that the principal amount is kept intact while the investment income is available for use or part of the principal is released each year, which allows for their donation to have an impact over a longer period than if it were spent all at once. An endowment may come with stipulations regarding its usage. I'm just going to let you know real quick. Uh, financial endowments are heavy in um, what you call it, healthcare. The, one of the best investments you can make is with a, a financial um, endowment at a hospital. You call it the donor department. You say, hey, you know, I represent um, the trustee of the such and such trust, and we're looking to, you know, um, gain or ascertain certain information regarding your, your guys' you know, endowments. And I guarantee you, you are going to get a favorable, a favorable response if you call the donor department of a hospital and say that. And they'll tell you the terms and the percentages and so on and so forth. Universities, colleges, same thing. Call up the donor department. Say, I'm looking to ascertain information with regards to setting up a financial endowment with you, with you guys. I am, you know, so-and-so, you know, such-and-such trust, trustee of the such-and-such trust. You will receive a favorable favorable reply. Uh, Bottom line, the total value of institution investments is often referred to the institution's endowment and is typically organized as a public charity, private foundation, or trust. Among the institutions that commonly manage endowments are academic institutions, what I just tell you, cultural institutions, museums, libraries, and theaters, and service organizations such as hospitals, retirement homes, the Red Cross, and the SPCA, also religious organizations. So only a public charity, um, a private foundation, or a trust can set up these types of accounts with, you know, um, these types of entities, you know, a college or university or, uh, you know, cultural institutions. And uh, endowments pay for deanships, professorships, chairs. Uh, the universities don't pay for those. There's some sort of financial endowments that's set up to um, fund that deanship, professorship, or chair. Same thing with you know curriculums, so, curriculums in you know um, colleges, universities, African American studies. That's not being um, funded by the university. More often than not, that's being funded by a specific private family or foundation, or maybe maybe a public charity. Um, bottom line, you know, here, let me break it down for y'all. Okay, so basically what an endowment is, is a contract that's negotiated between you and the donor department. So you on behalf of the, the board of trustees of your private family foundation or your family trust or business trust or asset trust, I don't care what trust, as long as it's structured properly. So it's a contract that's negotiated between, you know, the institution and the trust that says basically, hey, I'm, we're going to give you this money. You're going to place it into your account that, you know, 
though your type of institution has access to because they have they have access to accounts that do 10, 20, 30, 70, sometimes 80% return on the investment. And, I, you know, I, this happens all the time. It happens every day. And, you know, you're really going to find this through, like I said, private placements and, you know, find, uh, financial endowments. Bottom line, so you negotiate the contract, we're going to give you this money, you're going to put it on deposit, and we're going to split the interest between your institution and my trust or foundation for life, for life. So when I pass, still splitting the interest, next generation, still splitting the interest. You can also set up these types of um, accounts, not endowments, but private placement accounts with um, certain financial institutions, depending on, you know, the, the, the overall endowment that you're working with or the overall, you know, corpus of the entity that you're dealing with. But you, you, you're you going to see returns on these deposits that are astronomical, that you wouldn't believe. And like I said, call up if you think I'm playing with you. If you think I'm playing with you, you think, oh, so L, you know, he's just on high frequency, you know, he just, uh, whatever. I don't know what, what excuses people come up with. If you think I'm playing with you, contact the donor department at the closest university or college to you. Call the main directory, say, hey, you can connect me with the donor department. They'll connect you, say, hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm the trustee of the such-and-such trust, and, you know, I'm tasked to ascertain certain information regarding financial endowments or setting up a financial endowment with your institution. Can I get some reference? You will watch how they talk to you. Watch how you can talk to them. Watch how you talk to. Them. Watch how you talk to. Them. And I bet you most of y'all have never even heard of what I'm talking about. I'm just you know hey, hey I just I you know I love to learn. That's the, hey I'm not better than anybody. I love to learn. But the interest, like I said, the interest is on the principle is split for life. When you're negotiating that contract, you you how much vested interest do you think the university or hospital has in that deposit? Let me just, because um, we run out of time. We got about 10 minutes left. Um, bottom line, you gave them the money. It didn't come from their books. It didn't come out their budgets or nothing. You gave them the money. So you have a, a favorable position to negotiate the return. Now, sometimes they may have a specific return for certain scales of investment. So most endowments, they want you to start out at 25000 to set up the endowment. The good news is most endowments, once the endowment is set up, you can add to it whenever you want. So you give them 25000 every year, you can give them another, you know, I don't know, 10000 5000 whatever. Also, being that they're tax-exempt entities, that is a charitable deduction, and you're receiving interest. Now, if that endowment is structured through your family foundation, which is tax-exempt, you're generating interest off that private, um, I'm sorry, that endowment, Tax-free. That meant, y'all, I, I wish I could go so much deeper with y'all, but I understand the medium we're, we're, we're in the public. But I highly recommend you get some, some trustee training. If it's not from the foundation, get it from somewhere and get it from someone confident. If you're interested, email me, admin at welcometothefoundation.com, and I'll, I'll let you know what, what trustee training is, how you can get involved, so on and so forth. But this stuff is important, and I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised if this stuff isn't absolutely new to you. You know what I mean? All right. 
Next on the list is founder stock. It's part of the run rate. Founder stock. Founder stock refers to shares issued to the originators of a company. Often, the stock does not receive any returns up to the point that a dividend is payable to the common stockholders. Founder stock comes with a vesting schedule, which determines when the shares are exercisable. Founder stock is stock that you can purchase. Like I said, a public charity, private foundation, or a trust um, before a company goes public. And, you know, when you start getting into this stuff, you kind of you, you start to see that this is a game. This is a game that's played on the public. But anyways, founder stock, you invest in the stock at um, two or three cents per share. We just grab a bunch of shares of the founder stock. It has a vesting schedule, so you can't. You typically can't sell all the shares once you know. Once the you know the 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 IPO or the initial public offering, but it's usually a schedule. You got to you can you can you can invest uh, fifty thousand or half your shares after thirty days or within thirty days of the IPO, and then sixty days you can do another twenty five percent or something like that. It's usually, usually a schedule, but who cares? Because we're investing in these shares at two to three pennies per share. I don't really. We do we care how much the stock is worth? We just we just want it to go public. I don't care if it goes public at two dollars, three dollars, six dollars, seven dollars a share. It really doesn't matter because we made a killing. We made a killing. And if you're a proper trustee and you know the 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 vesting schedule and you know what you're doing. You're going to ensure that that growth stays within the estate. And it isn't lost due to, you know, market conditions or, you know, some scandal from the CEO of, you know, the the company that just went public, whatever. It doesn't matter if you know what you're doing, if you have certain information, if you have the proper mind state of a trustee. So that's the run rate. And that's that's how my... My mentor would describe the run rate. I'm going to add to the run rate. This is the foundation addition to the run rate. Absolutely necessary. Life insurance. Specifically whole life insurance due to the fact and the nature that not only can it be expensive to the trust or the foundation due to the nature and key nature of the trustees so you can insure the trustees um, you can insure beneficiaries, especially if they're on schedule to be successor trustees. But these are called key man insurance, which falls under um, an expense to the trust. So not only is it an expense to the trust, but also the cash value within the policy is available for um, withdrawal via a loan at very, very low interest rates. Very low interest rates. And this is what we do is, you know, we get life insurance policy, a policy at the very least, or multiple policies, two or three, maybe on all on the one same trustee, maybe, you know, three spread across, whatever you want to do. And, you know, we start through the trust because the trust is the owner and the beneficiary paying the premiums on those policies. As we pay the premiums, every time we pay a premium, there's a certain amount of that premium that is now available as cash value to borrow against. This is how we make large purchases without using banks. 
a beneficiary needs a car, the trust needs a vehicle, you need a large down payment for one of the beneficiary's properties that they want to get into, but it's going to be held in the trust, so on and so forth. You just draw a loan against the cash value. Purchase the vehicle outright so there's no actual mortgage on the property or the vehicle. And then, you know, the, the trust or the foundation simply pays back the loan at a very, very low interest rate that would not have been achieved by going through traditional public financing. It's very big. Financing through life insurance, private banking through life insurance policies, whole life insurance policies or individual universal life policies. I got a guy They'll plug you. Don't try to do it on your own. I get no commissions because I don't have a license. I don't have any interest in getting a license to sell insurance. Um, so don't, you know, it's not like, you know, I have any vested interest in you getting a life insurance policy. But I highly recommend it. And I got a guy, if you want to, you know, holler at the guy, just email me, admin at welcome to the foundation.com and say, yo, the insurance guy. And I'll just email you his information. You ain't got to say nothing else. And you can talk to him, he'll break it down, he'll tell you exactly. And he's familiar with trust structures, private trust structures. He's very familiar with it. So if that's what you're looking to do, that's how you're looking to set it up, which I highly recommend. That's what I recommend. Now, um, premiums add up over time, and the cash value compounds at a certain amount of interest. And it still compounds at the same interest, no matter if you borrow against it. So if you've got $25,000 cash value, and you borrow... $24,000 out is still compounding at $25,000. The whole entire thing, no matter if you borrow against it or not. The principle itself doesn't change, it's still compounding within the policy itself. So that way you're capturing interest within your family, within your insurance policy, that you would otherwise be paying to a bank by using their financing products. Getting deeper than that, uh, you want to jump into trustee training? I will go through all of this. It's all included, everything. Admin at welcometothefoundation.com. I highly recommend it. You got to get structured properly. Once you're structured properly, you understand trust administration. You understand banking. You ain't got to be a, a, a genius. You don't have to be a, a savant. You don't have to be an expert. You just got to have a, a, a nice understanding of these things. You start taking advantage of things that we didn't even know about because we're structured in a way that we didn't understand before. And that's important. Real quick, we got about 90 seconds left on the broadcast. If you're online, you want to call in 424-222-5250. Otherwise, you will be cut off. So if you're listening online, or I don't know, I don't know how else you're checking this out, you want to catch the, the remaining part of the broadcast, we will be streaming. Once again, 424-222-5250 is the call-in number. 60 seconds. I can hear it in my ear. So, yeah, with that being said, you know, hey, uh, you know, um, I think that's pretty, you know, that's pretty much what I wanted to chop it up about with regards to, you know, the mindset of a trustee, part three. It's um, some intermediate to advanced Type of information, of course, obviously, in order to take advantage of anything I pretty much talked about, you have to be structured properly. I highly recommend you're structured in a private entity, so therefore, it does not owe its existence to legislation, 
or act of government, so therefore it is not governed by legislation or an act of government. You know, um, types of trusts we deal deal with upon the execution of the contract, they become a federal entity and not under any of the laws of the several legislatures. I just quoted a line from the Supreme a Supreme Court case. I can't I don't remember the case, but I remember that line. It really stuck out to me. Um, I've been reading a lot of cases lately, y'all. I've been reading a lot of cases lately, y'all, and um, I, I can't I can't tell you enough to go down to your law library and pull cases and read them. And I'm not just talking about anything, you know. It has to be relevant. Whether you're studying, you know, uh, nationality, whether you're studying trust and banking, or you know, the validity of a contract trust entity when you're interfacing with the public, no matter what it is, there's there's decisis. There's you know there's case law um, that exists. Um, we all understand the difference between, you know, um, the different uh, branches of government, government separation of powers. Um, uh, court, Supreme Court cases, Article Three. Uh, most of us understand that most of the time we're going into court, we're going into a, a tribunal, um, some sort of legislative tribunal. We're not even, you know, that's masquerading as some sort of court. And yes, there are federal judges who sit in um, legislative courts, but in, as they're not federal judges, they're actually administrators. They're administering statutes, so they have no real, you know, um, Article Three, you know, uh, what is it, authority in a legislative tribunal. So you can have you can have a federal judge in your case if you're in an Article One court. It doesn't really matter. Understanding the jurisdiction, understanding, you know, um, the jurisdiction with the entity that you're administering, Um, understanding how banking comes into play, understanding uh, what you can do with these types of structures beyond the fact of, oh, you walk in there and say, hey, I want to do this. They say, you can't do this with the truck. Um, Are you going to walk out and never come back and be like, man, I can't do that? Or do you actually have done enough study to know that, you know, either this person is tripping or they're hating on you? Maybe it's a little bit of racism, and you probably need to talk to someone with uh, more authority in the building than them. There's a big difference. Big difference between a 12-step process that you buy from someone for 150 and actually knowing what you're doing and having studied and read Supreme Court cases, which is, you know, binding authority on the Internal Revenue Service. And other stare decisis. That stand over every, you know, this whole this whole thing, this whole entire thing. That's not being advertised. You're not seeing commercials. You're gonna see more commercials for uh, uh, erectile dysfunction medicine than you will ever see. With regards to, you know, properly interfacing with the United States, properly doing business, and doing it with a private entity. But, you know, that's what I'm here for, y'all. You know. Um, maybe some of this stuff was over your head Maybe the whole entire thing was over your head It doesn't matter Download it, save it You know, I dropped, I dropped some I stepped on some toes on With this show um, There's people that go to You know, seminars And pay five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars Just to hear some of the stuff that I said And not even That's even before you start even talking about getting structured properly And it's out of love It's out of respect 
and you know, this show is 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 definitely my charity. It's, it's, you know, I've had a, a pretty good life. I've been very successful. I, a lot of ways, I've been lucky. Um, I've been able to do a lot of things that other people haven't been able to do. And um, I'm very appreciative of not only what I've been able to do, but, you know, the life that I am able to live and, you know, the things that I have and the people that are in my life and so on and so forth. So, you know, this is part of the way that I'm giving back, right? This is my charity. Foundation is definitely my charity. And this is for my people. And, you know, whether I'm talking about melanation or not, melanin content or not, I'm talking about my people. So with that being said, you know, welcome to the foundation, y'all. It's, it's, it's trust and banking, hands down. Contractual entities and how you do it. Now, if you if you if you are a trustee, you got your you got your long form trust indenture. You know what your trust can do, and you know you you, you know the powers of the trust. So you know, maybe this is this is putting um, two and two together. Maybe this is connecting some dots for you. You know, as far as um, what you can do with your entity. The powers that exist, you know, with your entity. So, I don't know. Keep working. Keep pushing. Keep moving forward. I mean, you got this. You definitely got this. Um, it's a long road. And so is life, right? And I think, you know, one of the biggest issues that we have is that we mistakenly believe that we have time. And that we're going to have enough time. And I don't you know, necessarily think that that's the case. So, you know, in honor, we move forward. And, you know, with the proper mind state of a trustee. So, you know, I hope y'all enjoyed, you know, the show. So, I'm, I'm debating on whether I want to go to the phone lines. I'm going to go to the phone lines. I love y'all. And, you know... To say what's up to a couple people And I'm out of here You know I really um, put a lot into the show um, Today So I'm gonna go chill You know what I'm saying So first caller 929 4056 Looks familiar Peace what's your name Where you calling from Peace my brother This is Sister Yvette Peace kings and queens Peace community My brother You definitely gave them Some nuggets some real nuggets, some tangible nuggets. To the kings and queens that are trying to transition, the time is definitely growing short. You need to transition quickly. To those who already have transitioned, I will give you something to ponder about. If you're looking for an investment right now, look into SUNY Downstate Hospital. Definitely a turnover as far as profits. My brothers, my kings, my queens, it's real out here there. Time is getting short. Tangible assets, get your, your precious metals, 
get your life insurance policies in order because when you go to the banks now, they're tracking you. They're taking your information. They're monitoring how much money that you put into your bank account, how much money you take out. It's time to get away from these notes and get the things that they can't track. Be mindful. Be careful. If you're transitioning to the private, keep it private. Just be careful, kings and queens. The time is growing short. They're cutting off our means. As far as the the DUNS numbers, the SAMs, they're cutting off our means. Get yourselves right. My brother, I pray all is well with you and the family. Keep doing the good work. Kings and queens, get into your private education. Peace, my brother. Peace, kings and queens. Peace, community. Peace, sister. Appreciate that. As always, I'm having issues. I'm, you know, this blog talk. I, I appreciate, I appreciate y'all um, um, hanging through. You know, with all these technical difficulties I had this evening, you know, I made it work. I did, I did the best I could. And, and you know, I'm not a quitter. <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, but I love y'all. And, uh, you know, I'm gonna call it. Admin at welcome to the foundation dot com. You want, you want an email because you need a consultation you, you you want trustee training you want to start your own business you know you want to get your hands on that passport no SSN webinar with Chris L email me admin at welcome to the foundation.com or for the webinar itself exclusive welcome to the foundation.com forward slash education you don't have to do you don't have to do anything else you can get your hands on it. Um, you know, make a plan. Stick to the plan. But you know, always understand that you know most plans are modified, and a, a, a true—I don't know—I want to say entrepreneur, but really a, a true grinder. Let's say that a true hard worker. Is gonna have to, you know, understand that, you know, even if I made a plan, I'm gonna have to change the plan sometimes because certain circumstances change, and I change, and what I know changes. If the plan is not working, changes. But ultimately, you know, I I truly believe that we got this. I truly believe that you got this, and we we gonna be all right. Some of us are gonna not be alright, but you know, some of us. No, I feel like most of us are gonna be alright. But you know, those of us who are actually putting in the effort, we're gonna be alright. And you know, like I say all the time, this is spiritual, spiritual more than physical. So get your mind right, but you get your spirit right too. And uh, you know, take care of yourself, and uh, you know, definitely enjoy yourself and enjoy life. You know. Don't study all the time. You can't study all the time. You can't read all the time. Spend time with your loved ones. Y'all have a great evening. I'll catch you next week. You know what I'm saying? 
You know, I appreciate y'all checking it out. Welcome to the foundation. Peace, y'all. All the way live. High frequency radio.